Greetings, friends. This is Christian, one of the co-hosts of the Faith Ann podcast. Today, uh, the episode, the podcast episode, is actually going to be a replay of one of our Faith and Forum events, Faith and Humanities. It was held on March 17th live in the Great Hall. And one of the things I do want the listener to know is uh, it was quite interactive and there's going to be some moments here and there where perhaps the voices go in and out. But it focuses on music and the role that music can play in helping to uh, form us into more intentional people um, and people who are fully whole. Uh, we had uh, Mark Burnett come and speak to us. He is a music therapist, uh, board certified, uh, and has been working for 30 years as a clinician. And currently he is in practice at the McPhail Center. And he shared a lot of stories with us, uh, experiences that he's had, and also gave us some opportunities just to engage music together. So it was quite interactive. So if you are, uh, if you watch, listen to the podcast, you said, hey, you know, I'd kind of like to watch this uh, unfold. You can also check this out on YouTube. So without further ado, here is Mark Burnett speaking to us on the topic, How Does Music Make Us Whole? Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and online, too. It's always great to have an opportunity to share. And can music make you whole? Is there wholeness? Let's be literal for a minute. achieved yes 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 but actually healing in the spirit of healing and intentionality is kind of well sometimes it can feel forced we want to grow but healing and being whole and finding a connection takes time and what i love about music i don't know about you is i love time and I love time so much that sometimes I just sit around for hours. Um, I don't recommend this if you've got little kids because then they'll want to do it. But if they do, you know, and I think about it. Sometimes I go for a walk on my drum. Wherever I sit, I'm actually sitting on a drum. Why not? It's cheap furniture. But it's intentional. Because I want to think about how am I going to be compassionate and kind? How am I going to use music? And what does music do? But a critical question comes here. Because if we're going to be whole, it only exists when there isn't. Because music can't happen without silence. It just can't. There has to be a point of stopping. We can't define ourselves if we aren't from one end to the other. So when the rhythm stops, it makes a point as well. And when you know it's coming back, it's like a friend. Wholeness. I like the term wholeness for another reason, not just the whole note. It's pretty expansive. It has the ability to mean different things in different moments. Not unlike faith. There's the constant. And then there's the expressive. And then there's the spirit. 
and there are components to this, our heart. Are we musical people? Do we think we are? Do we think we are? We are. Even when we're not, our bodies are doing something that's almost always happening in rhythm. Everyone talks about the heartbeat, <laughs> but there's an entire central nervous system. If you listen to polyvagal theory, for example, you understand that your central nervous system literally is analyzing everything that happens. So let's play a little game with that. Hmm. Raise your hand or on the internet in the world behind me and around me. Share a yes or no thought with a hand raising. Is there a go-to song that you have that makes you feel from one place to another? Is there a song that you have? Is there some music that you say, oh, maybe it's just a clean house. I mean, come on. Now, I'm going to do snippets of music. I talked with Matthew earlier because I want to make sure that we don't have music owned by other people end up blocking what we're talking about because that's not funny. But let's have a little fun with something here. Um, just a rhythm. Can you imagine the heartbeat in that? Now, this rhythm is intentional. And I notice people sense it by their movement. Yes, who likes the word yes? You like the word yes? Yes is a word, it's a wonderful word. Yes is a word I like, yes is what I've heard. Yes is a word, yes. Right? Or, fill in the blank. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to. Nothing is real. And just a minute, internet, you know what I'm saying? Got to be intentional. And actually, if you listen to that song, it's got some interesting things about trying to figure out what's not quite right. And it's actually, in my mind, as a music therapist, a wonderful song to recalibrate to. Because it has the verses which are like, Nothing is growing in my tree. And then it's really kind of esoteric, like what's happening? And is this John Lennon? And were other forces at this? And then you turn around and it goes, it goes back to the same part. In our minds, we go to a place that helps us feel fabulous. Well, faith is about that, right? Is that true? And it's personal. Everybody has a heart song. Sometimes it changes. I have a change of a heart song now, change of heart. As a music therapist, when we talk about being intentional, we use sound for many different reasons. But we also have to be improvisational because we're not about us. I'm not going to perform. It's not about me. It's about being intentional to the people around us so that their needs are met. Needs. What do we need? What do we need? Well, we need to breathe, right? 
We need a pattern. I just served up a little groove. But we need something else. We need what we need in the moment. We need what we want. And we need to be intentional. But sometimes it gets out of control. Forced. Like this. Just a little too jazzy. Just a little too jazzy for me in my mind. For other people, it's all right. But a little forced. Why couldn't it just be relaxed? Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through. Just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Now, it's not forced, personal, not perfect. Process, process, our spirit, the journey, process. Oh, question. We use music to help us feel awesome to be intentional with how we want to heal or feel. But has, have you ever been, who's ever been really angry? Who's been like furious before? Like, ooh, like you look like a penguin that's on a hot frying pan. You're like, ah, who's been that way? So <laughs> somebody says to you, why don't you just calm down? How does that work? Is that, is that effective? No, that's not therapeutic either. Usually we go more into the penguin on the frying pan, right? So this talk tonight and this music stuff is about weaving a tapestry of little seeds of awareness and intentionality. And we'll talk about wholeness. And we're going to do that using some music. But we don't want to be forced. So I need to be fed. Because it's about what you need. So with that, I want to ask some questions, because how do you learn about people if you're talking to them all the time? So the rhythm of spirit now, I would ask, is this. What is your go-to song? Who would name one for me? Oh my goodness. They're going to pass the mic to you, and you have to tell everybody online, because then they're all going to know it for sure. Okay. Since I Fell for You by Buddy Johnson. Oh, man. When do you put that on? Well, I, I sing it, but I'm not going to do it now. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that to you. 
<laughs> but you're welcome to always. Anybody's welcome. I love it. But at the same time, since I fell for you, that's a very personal song too. That song does something special. It also uses certain notes that feel good. In the melody of that song, it uses the seventh a lot, which is a nice note to have. Look, I'm like praying to the microphone like I'm going to fall off or something, but thank you for sharing that. It reminds me of um, an Everly Brothers song, too, Dream. And um, there's certain songs from certain times where you feel like the song breathes. We talk about intentional, we talk about whole. We have to learn music, too. Who's got another one that they would share that's a song that's your go-to song that takes you from one place to another? Oh. Hold on. We're going to bring the mic over to you. No man is an island. No man is an island. Tell me what that song does for you. It calms me. It um, helps me find peace. It reminds me I'm not alone. Right on. It's not the song you put on to clean the house. No, it's not. No. There's where we're going to go with intentionality, that, just like faith. That might be Jimmy Buffett. Which one is that? Uh, see, we can start with Cheeseburger in Paradise. I like mine with, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a good song. How about one more person? Who's got a go-to song? It's like, ooh, ah, uh, yes. Who's got one? Yeah. <gasps> okay, we'll, we'll come to that. What's yours? Shower the People, James Taylor. Now, you know, I'm going to share a James Taylor thing in a minute about intentionality and spirit. That song, isn't it his voice, too? Have you ever noticed that some songs, they just don't happen if it's not coming from a certain voice? Yeah, I feel that a lot, because today I had to sing this. Looking out on the morning rain, I used to feel so uninspired. But you know what the song is, right? And so I'm going through this song with somebody, and it's like, how am I going to be genuine being you make me feel like a natural woman? <laughs> But it's Women's Month, too. They said, you know, Women's Day. Come on, every day is Women's Day. Every day is, we just have to celebrate everybody and be kind. <laughs> That's funny, though, right? The, say your song, please. The Prayer. The Prayer. Which version, who do you like to hear sing that song? Um, Celine Dion in um, duet with uh, the opera. Oh, yeah, man. The prayer. There's so much power behind that song, isn't there? So we have a whole bunch. Now, what about dancing? Well, I'm going to stop talking again. Let's see here. Are you dancers? Yeah. All right. We're not going to make you dance. But if you want to dance, you can. Sometimes rhythm and music is intentional for one culture, though. 
In other cultures, it just ain't working out. So how do we heal and be whole when it's not matching where we are? Does this match where you're feeling right now? It's kind of fun, right? I'll mix it up though, I'll make it weird. Yeah, so we'll follow along. Makes you want to move, doesn't it? But at the same time, if you're not in the mood for this, boom. So let's have some fun. I put that one down now. After a while, it gets a little wary on me and I use it all the time. So let's connect some dots. Intentionality, spirit, faith, wholeness. Where are we when we are and how do we become intentional so that we can transform what we need? You use the song prayer. Oh my goodness. Celine Dion. I'll just get that on for you. No, I'm not, I can't sing Celine Dion. When I watch that woman sing, I'm like, how does that happen? Do you all feel that? You ever watch somebody and you're like, how did that happen? How, where's that? I think I have an idea where it comes from. It's deep. It's whole body. Can music make us whole? Well, we, it, right now it is. So let's tap into our hearts a little bit. I'm going to talk to you about music therapy, but I want to, can we do a song together? Can we do that? And then we're going to think through some. That guitar right there, her name is Nadine. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not joking. I've worked now in hospitals for years and I work with little kids. And I'm going to tell you, uh, most of the, a lot of the work is hospice. And before we go any further, everyone's like, oh, and I want to tell you it's about better living while we can. Okay? Uh, and, but Nadine has had more hands on her, little hands. I can't tell you how many people, little people, have been absorbed into this so that the guitar me doesn't exist. It's just that person with the music. Um, I have a song called I'll Fly Away. I'm sure you might have bumped into that song in your life. And I'm going to sing a little bit of it. I might interrupt it, but we won't get brought down for a song like that. No. Is it all right if we use that song as an example for everybody? Is that okay? All right. Because Nadine, we, I haven't heard that song in a long time, but I walked through the doors here, and this is about being intentional. I'm being intentional to make sure that I am sharing and caring, and at the same time, respectful to where I am. And sometimes being intentional means being open and letting go seeing what fills. So I've got Nadine. I'm going to move this mic stand. It's going to make this clunky bump thing. And Matthew's over there going, no, it's all right. We're fine. So I'm going to bring this over here. It times out on me once in a while. Good. He's ahead of me. Round of applause, Matthew, back there. It's okay. Now, I'm going to pick up Nadine. I'm always careful with this guitar. Just a little story about that. Music feels good. It makes us whole. We want to use music to feel better. We want to use music to celebrate our lives, whatever we do. 
Nadine has a way of telling me right from wrong, and that's called tuning. Now, I'm wondering about this song from a different perspective. Is this a song y'all sing here ever? Yeah? My grandmother took me to church when I was about four. And I had to wear a jumpsuit, you know, the jumpsuit with the buttons on it? It was Easter. And I'm like, squirming? Because that's what little kids do. She said to me, she's like, you gotta listen up. Because, you know, I've been watching you and you should probably pay attention. And I reached into her purse and I got this piece of peanut butter taffy from Howard Johnson's. Nobody remembers Howard Johnson anymore, but I remember it because those colors are orange and blue in a way that nobody designed. And they did this song, and after the song was over, and I haven't heard it since I thought about walking to this door today. It was this song, and when it was done, she said, that was the voice. Okay, can I have some more peanut butter taffy? Because you got to be quiet in church. And then they sang another song, and I got it. After this song, I'll tell you what it is. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. Will you sing with me now? I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. shadows of this life have gone I'll fly away like a bird from prison bars have flown I'll fly away I'll fly away oh glory I'll fly away one pick up on your spirit a little there. Help me out with this. So we have this little thing, it's called a fermata in music. It's not, a, it's not an Italian food. You mentioned having Italian on St. Patrick's Day. I thought that was creative. You mentioned it. Yeah, I got it. 
I looked at you, but you know, because I got a job for you in a minute. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's this thing called a fermata. It's like the dot with a little thing over the top, right? Sometimes it could tell you to stop until you go again. And other times it tells you to stop and then go again. Sometimes it's silence and sometimes it's not silence. Now they like to confuse us and they give us this thing called a sejuro, which is like these two lines that go like that and that's like a pause. And it gets confusing, but kids don't even spell it right and I mess it up because I'm a bad speller. But can you help me? Let's be intentional about where we are. Who likes to harmonize? I won't put anybody on the spot, no. I know the internet's screaming, I can hear them. There you go. Let's do that chorus. And I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna go through it once and then I'm gonna raise my hand up like I'm conducting and we'll hold that note that we're on and be intentional with our sound. I wanna hear your beautiful sound. I'm gonna stop, I wanna hear your sound. It's okay if you don't want to, give it a try. So I'll be nice and soft, so if I go, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Let's try a little fermata. Watch me and we'll hold it. Let's see how we do. Internet, a little delay, it's okay. you I heard you and you know how precious it is to know that we can stretch out time and have a sense together and be together and unified I didn't practice this with anybody no we created a space of understanding and safety too that felt good we hear that song a lot my grandmother said to me, that's the voice. I'm like, oh, okay, Grandma. I'm having my taffy and, you know, whatever. I think we did another hymn. You know, forgive me, everyone. I have a way of doing what's called mashups. Do you know what a mashup is? It's when you put things together, like, you know, the Beatles and, you know, the Grateful Dead and, you know, Kanye West. Sorry, it happens especially when you want to meet people's needs and I glue hymns together. So my grandmother says that that's the voice. I'm like, oh, wow, what, what? And I think the hymn was the hymn, I think it was that hymn in the garden. That would have been an Easter hymn, wouldn't it? Would that be an Easter hymn? Maybe? I don't know. I was four, wearing blue thingies that were actually velcro or not, oh, not corduroy because they had to make corduroy that itched as well i'm sensitive but they sang it and everyone was singing and the whole congregation was booming this thing out and i was like oh oh wait that is the voice 
because she later talked to me. She says, see, she puts her glasses down, and she goes, that's the voice of God. We're all under the creation. And she went to that, and she's like, I wonder what God sounds like. And she's like, well, it's everything you have, everything. So I was mesmerized, and I kept going to church. I thought this is the bee's knees. I wanted to be in the choir, too. They wore robes. It was kind of nice. I didn't have to wear that outfit. But where am I going with this? I felt connected and whole and intentional. I wanted to go because I like to sing, but I wanted to go because I felt something that I didn't feel in other places, and I felt really good. I felt really good. But I didn't understand it because I'm little. I'm young. And I still like the peanut butter taffy. But she taught me that. And I, to this day, when I'm working with little ones, and they do something with their spirit of voice, it's just to be heard and embraced. Sometimes it's not little ones. Sometimes it's old, old ones. Sometimes it's just the guy next to you in the shopping line at Cub Food. I was in the shopping line at Cub Food and I heard the most beautiful tenor voice behind a mask. I said, wow, what a beautiful voice. And I turned around and there's this very, 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 very big man standing behind me with his groceries and he's just, I'm like, what in the world? And I imagine myself vibrating with his voice. Have you ever been next to somebody and they're singing and you feel like it's coming into you as well? Have you ever been that? Oh my goodness, is that a gift? And then I was listening to him. And then all of a sudden I realized in my head I was doing it and he was singing something like and I'm in the line at cup foods feeling kind of strange and the spirit came over me and I started going and I'm like, oh my goodness, am I out loud? And then I came back to reality, and he's like, mm -hmm, and I'm like, and I was transformed by somebody I did not know, and I thought that was a nice gift, and I was intentional with it, and I went home, and I said, thank you. I needed to pay attention outside of it. We free improvise all the time, and when we support music with people, we want to celebrate wholeness, togetherness, healing. As a music therapist, when I work with people, sometimes they have problems breathing. It's called dyspnea. And dyspnea is painful. And we've gone through some times where breathing has been really horrifying problem related to COVID. And we're at a time where we're gonna need a whole bunch of healing I don't know if we're ready yet. 
I hope we are soon. We're going to need to be intentional with that. But when I'm working with little people and anything, we want to use singing. Because the minute you say focus, I love, I love the therapeutic thing. Focus on your breathing. Well, when you're not breathing well, that's not a nice thing to do, right? It's not. Can I have a little bit of that, Matthew? Can I have a little psychedelic treatment? Thank you. So, let's have some fun with our sound. space, teaching someone to breathe, not by breathing with the instructions, 
but the heart of sound first. Babies do it. Babies make a lot of sense. Baby respond right to the heart. We know that lullabies are fabulous. In the neonatal intensive care unit, I work with little babies. Many different reasons, but one of them is actually so that they tolerate the world. It's not to have music soothe them at all. It's so that they have a predictable force that they can measure the rest of the world against. It's like a guiding post, a pulse, not a rhythm. We do Twinkle Twinkle Little Star all the time. A lot slower though, you wouldn't believe it. Those little ones, their heart rates are 198 beats a minute, right? And by the time we're done, they're at about 87 beats per minute. And we play the same song sometimes for 20 minutes straight. The same thing over and over again. And you know what happens? Happiness. Little relaxed fingers and a relaxed body. And for that person that's breathing differently, more relaxed first, happier. I heard your sounds. I could feel it from up here. Internet gets in the way for those over there, but they have their own feelings. Let's expand on this a little bit, if that's all right with everybody. Matthew, thank you for that nice sound. Matthew helped Nadine. That's very nice. Now, work with all sorts of things and people and situations that come along. And the fun part about it <clears throat> is people have this way of, do you know this song? Do you know that song? Sometimes we end up feeling like we're DJs, you know. Hey, you know that, uh, what's that Jim Croce song and everything like that? But being intentional means respecting the space that people have so that we don't invade it. Because for every song that someone loves, there's a song that someone doesn't. And I have two quick examples of that. When we're intentional and we want to be whole, intentional means that we can also be biased. Has anyone say, heard this in a conversation? Well, my intention was that we were going to have a good time. Anybody ever heard that before? But look at this. Would you look at this? Would you look at this? I planned a birthday party for my daughter one time, and my intention was that it was going to go great. And I thought it would be fun and intriguing to take all of them to see the Roller Girls. <laughs> nope, nope, that did not go well. They're like, they're, Dad, they're skating and knocking each other down. And it was, well, I, it's kind of fun, right? We want to get our nails done. <laughs> Plan B, improvisation, improvise, improv, improv. See, because I went through, and instead of doing the... You know, and I, I got two mics next to each other, so I'll be careful. I, um, I overdid it with, with this. I was like, eh. Overdid it with the fancy schmancy. I would, my intention was big. Sometimes being simple works way better. 
So when we talk about healing and you want to talk about how you can feel a sense of music and healing, we know that rhythm carries a lot of healing. Our heart, our spirit, the melody, the sound, the harmony. We held a harmony in the middle of a song. The intention of healing, as a therapist sometimes, it means that I'm going to use rhythm so that someone will walk and not fall down. When we have people that have strokes, we now know a metronomic pulse with a rhythm. We know that right leg, the hip flexors, aren't working right, and the extensors on the leg. They're shuffling. I'm not going to match that. I'm going to acknowledge it. Reset, recalibrate, wait. You get it. The anacrusis. I love that word, anacrusis. It's that. It's that little hiccup that starts music off of oftentimes. You know, that little. Some people call it a pickup. But um, I was doing some training and educating in rural Virginia, and I was like, all right, everybody get ready for the pickup. And all the kids were like, uh, what? Because they had a top notch music professor who told them anacrusis. And they were looking at me like I was making fun of them. Right? Like, oh no, not pickup. Like, you know, I'm like, uh, okay. So. I've got something for you about the intentionality of how music can reach some and at the other times it doesn't work for others. Because we all think we've got a great idea. Well, everybody likes classical music. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> or, what is it? Uh, the Mozart effect, which by the way, Music therapists did not do that study. Music therapists really work on the science of music, and I work with neuroscience a lot. So when we talk about intentionality, wholeness, and healing, sometimes people make assumptions like, because they don't start with the person and go with what they like first. Um, so we're thinking about, uh, who likes Rachmaninoff, anybody? Yeah. Oh my goodness, almost knocked me down. <laughs> oh man. That's all you get. I gotta have black dots in front of me right there. And like, that sometimes you get some pretty neat things. But we assume, one of the things people often assume is, uh, I was at a spa one time and uh, I was like, wow, this is driving me crazy. Not the spa, but the music. Okay, this uh, spa was kind of nice. I'm like, oh, wow, it's kind of nice. What am I going to, why am I here? Oh, I'm going to get a scalp massage. Okay, oh, well, that was kind of nice. Oh, I got it, I like it. But then they put on this music, and for me, it was like fingernails on the chalkboard. And then I started listening about what's intentional. And there's this guy whose name's Pharrell, and he has this song called Happy, right? 
Who likes the song Happy? Do you like the song Happy? Did you know that 80% of it is minor key? 80% of the song, because I'm happy, it's minor, yet we're happy. I'm going, I'm in the dentist office, no joke. And I'm like, because I'm happy. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to die. And I'm at my mouth open. I'm listening to this music. I'm like, how am I going to? I'm trying to meditate on my own thing. And they're like, hey, music is great for you. And I'm in the dentist office. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is all minor. How weird. You know? You know? Now, actually, minor keys are not going to imply sad. As a matter of fact, that's more cultural. Because I'm happy. It's just where he puts the notes. It's pretty groovy. It's kind of creative, actually. Um, there's a lot of key songs and musicals that are minor key, but they're also kind of fun and lilty and happy. But it just struck me as, what's the intentionality? And lately, there's this song called, What About <clears throat> Bruno? Have you heard it? It's worth listening to. I have a lot of clients with various spectrum known to some as autism. And you would love it if they, part of the song, they mention the sound effects, like sand. Sand. Please, if you haven't heard that song, give it a listen to. Have you heard that one? We don't talk about Bruno. Can't put it on. Don't put it on the internet. Don't do it now. Because uh, that'll bring us down. And, you know, but let's talk about intentionality here. I want to know a song that will not work for you no matter what. And then I'm going to serve up a little James Taylor for a story. And then uh, um, you said James Taylor. Okay, it's nothing about you. Um, uh, two examples about why we, what we think is great is not always good for others. And then we're going to celebrate and do some music. Who's got an example of a song that just doesn't work for them? And I'll do a little of that music where it's like... Feelings. She said feelings. Feelings, nothing more than cheapers, creepers, right? And what? Come on. 1970. 1970s. Oh, yeah, but. Ah, well, we're going to talk about high school in a minute. Uh, let's do it now. She brought up high school. She brought up high school. Um, feelings. Well, being intentional with music and having a dialogue, and we're having a conversation here. This is how we feel good and we get wonderment going. Jeepers, creepers. She brought up feelings. I don't necessarily know how to say this, but, I mean, that's what therapy does. We work with feelings all the time. And that's not a song we use. Shut the door. I'm not going to say a word. No, no. Feelings. What are feelings? And with little kids, did that hurt your feelings? I don't think so. You have somebody with spectrum. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to learn. And so thank you for that. I'll never forget it. Who's got another song that's painful? I got to know. Who's got a song that they're like, uh, Nothing country western. <laughs> Twangy country western. 
got a thought about that. Who else has got another one that's like, I can't handle it, can't have it. No, no. Who's got one more? Anyone? Let's check with the guy who does music all the time. Let's see. Matthew, do you have a song that's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to put him on the spot. Maybe not a song, but a genre again. Uh-huh. Hard metal. Hard metal? Speed metal. Oh, man, Matthew. You know, I guess I understand. And at the same time, I think about, well, what does that do to people? I mean, is it really? Is it, you know, what is with certain music that just makes you just not feel quite right? I don't know. You start adding stuff to it. And it gets all gritty. Sometimes it's cool, though. But let's touch on some other things. I mentioned Rachmaninoff earlier. Sometimes just what we think is the nice, soothing piano music, if it's not predictable to others and they haven't heard it before, it doesn't work for them. Here's an example. If I were to play... You would accept it because I'm doing pauses that allow for the next part. So I'm tricking you now. I'm tri you're being tricked. These little pauses are like, oh, I know what's coming next, even though you don't know the melody. Now, who feels like they can agree with that? Doesn't feel bad at all, right? Just is there. It's kind of benign. It doesn't really go anywhere, right? Yeah, spa. Spa. Fascinating thing, though, when we were singing, I heard some tones coming through earlier. And I'm going to play a, I'm gonna play this for you, and I'm going to just sit on this for a minute. Um, I like adding seconds and nines and all these things. We work with people who don't always sing very well. If you ever come across people who are pitchy, we don't want them to feel bad. We want them to join them in, right? Well, we work a lot, a lot of clients who are, if this is your note, they're going to hear it always here. People experiencing a life with trisomy 21, Down syndrome, as some people would like to do that, they always, almost always, hear the note either a minor third below. Occasionally, it's a fourth below. And actually, everyone in the room experienced that when you were little. It's a neurologic characteristic so that you could recognize your voice against your own mother's, and so you wouldn't match your mother's pitch and drown her out and then not be, be soothed or comforted, comforted. It's old brain. And then sometime around 18 months, you recognize that, you know, you've got your voice and you know your mom's voice by now, but when you're first born, really you want to do is stay dry, clean, and fed. And you had to make sure you could recognize your mom's voice and there could be no ambiguity. So our brain in the caudate nucleus part of the brain defines how you hear stuff, including country music, then I'll go to that, and James Taylor. So being intentional in healing, we're going to dive into healing in a second, hard and intentional wholeness. How do we feel awesome? How do we become intentional? I'm going to plant seeds in your head. First of all, now what is that, right? 
I know, right? Isn't it funny how we could get you like that? It's beautiful. Remember when you're 16 years old, between the ages of 12 and 18, 19, someone mentioned high school, most of your formal, uh, the formation of what you like and enjoy is in that period. It takes then work after that to decide what you like. I think that's why jazz is not hugely popular in the United States. It's, we're not all like dialing the radio to the other jazz station. We're not, you know, it's like, and, and uh, um, so you mentioned twangy. So who said twangy? Country music twangy. Twangy. There's a change that's happening in music right now, which is very intentional, and it's reminiscence. And people are, people are growing more to like country music because of what it's not doing. It's not getting that. Now, I'm going to say I'm, my spirit is with you on the twangy part, but I'm going to bring out some bluegrass real quickly, just for a second. Where's that pick? I'm not going to be twangy, though. Me. But I am going to add a little bit of mashup and we're going to put in little James Taylor. Little James Taylor mashed up with some twanginess. Just, I don't know. We're going to improvise. I could use your help. If you could stomp your I'm stomping my foot already. If you could stomp your foot or clap along. What happened? Mashup. Mashup. In my mind, I'm now. Beautiful spirits surround us in many different ways. And when I first started, I worked with people who experienced a life with Huntington's disease. By the way, notice I always say people experiencing a life with. People experiencing a life with things do not appreciate being defined by, well, I have this. That doesn't define us. We experience it. Just like I am in Minnesota. Originally, I'm from the East Coast. It comes out once in a while when I say things like, uh, I, my grandpa's voice comes out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I parked on the lake. I thought it was a parking lot. Moved to Minnesota, and everyone's like, where's your car? I'm like, right. It's gone. Well, it's new to Minnesota. I drove down this thing. It looked like just extra parking next to the house. It was a boat ramp. I didn't know it was a boat ramp. I'm from New York. Now my car's at the bottom of the uh, pristine lake, and uh, that was embarrassing. I was not being uh, aware. I was intentional to get to this party and not paying attention. And I wasn't made whole because the insurance company, they said it was totally my fault. <laughs> I was working with a population that has defines known as something called Huntington's disease. Uh, at one point, Minnesota had the highest population in the country. Um, outs and, and we had a research program going, and my job was to help prevent falls. Because if we did music with a certain rate and pace, when they would ambulate or walk, it would keep them from falling down. And if we produced music at a certain rate or pace, 
they would chew slower or more slowly and be less likely to choke because it's hard to chew. It was all about quality of life, not hitting the floor. But I think it was the song Just yesterday morning They let me know that you were gone Suzanne, the plans I made put it into you, right? And this scream came from across way down. No, James Taylor! No, James Taylor! And this beautiful human being with the biggest blue eyes you have ever seen, currently not wearing any clothes, dove through a third-story window, ran right through my group, I was only there three weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be moving somewhere else. And I just killed somebody with music. And, but then I saw this foot sticking there, and I heard screaming. And thank goodness for the window cranks. And his foot was stuck between the window crank and the window. And I ran over there, and I grabbed a hold of this person. And he climbed. I helped him get back in. No broken glass everywhere, not one cut on anybody. Yeah, right? So you think I'm thinking this through? And he climbed up me like I was like a bear cub up a tree. He was a smaller person. And he wrapped everything he had all around me. And he was like, I'm scared. I said to him, yes. Yes is a word. It's a wonderful word. It'll save you any time. When somebody's angry, the word yes is very intentional and honest. We don't need to agree with what the position is. We need to agree with the feeling first. It's not validating a feeling. Feelings. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I won't make you go there. But. He said, no, James Taylor. It's a deal. A few years later, I was working with a beautiful little spirit who was enjoying music very much, unaware that his mother was down in the basement. He was very sick. Uh, my friend Paige, who is in your congregation, um, knows that we work with hospice. It's not a story that she holds. It's a story that I hold. And the child was thriving in the moment, but I was not aware of where the music was reaching until a snow globe flew past my head and went through a window, and then another snow globe, and the most sorrowful rage. And it redialed me into something that is, no matter what, we keep it to the individual. If we're going to heal and help others, we have to center on their needs and be aware of where it might leak. Now, we brought up country music, and I want to bring up reminiscence, and we're going to make up a song, because that's what we get to do. We're going to improvise. We'll make up a song. 
I'm not going to do that key. I did that key. Sorry. Well, it's eight o'clock in the morning. The bacon's on the grill again. And I swear the coffee's the best I've ever tasted. Yes, it's true. And I don't know who came up with the word percolator, but I swear that coffee smells better than even you. Now it's a quiet morning like anything, and my feelings are fine and tight. And I'm thinking about those old days when things were always done right. Always done right. Yes, it's true. And the coffee and you. Sometimes I think that's what made Prairie Home Companion so nice. It's because it was reminiscent. But it's changing. And I think I get a feeling for where you're going with the, the twanginess. Because when we hit stuff like this. Oh. Sorry. There it is. Come on, Nadine. I'm getting into that Johnny Cash stuff. By the way, the man is a human furnace. I got the chance to hug him one time when I was little. My parents took me to see him play at the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. And I got to meet him and I was so excited and he was just a soggy, soggy, wet black suit that was hot after getting off stage. And I said, you're awesome. And he's like, well, and then it was like, hurry up, kid, move. And that's my Johnny Cash story. But I understand, right? There's music that we just don't deal with. Heavy, 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 grindy metal music. I, yeah, if we're not in the right place or space, even music we like, we're doomed, right? And that taps into our central nervous system and our feelings. We like to sing, we like choir, we like to be intentional, but let's talk about healing. Have some fun. We're going to use music and communication in a different way. As a music therapist, my job is to engage people to get them to do music. I have all this weaponry of mass destruction over here I'm going to show you. So, I know, right? I'm going to do the mic shift again. So, when I work with kids who are in the hospital, they're heart transplant patients or all sorts of things, we want them to have music, but these kids, we want them to sing and do everything, but sometimes they can't. And we have these special instruments that are just the most fabulous things. Different keys, just sharing that. I'm not, we're not going to go whole tone on anybody. But we use these, and the kids, you can't make a song with this thing. It's just tuned. But they're doing something that's empowering on their own. What they don't realize is that this is vibrating their body. Now, that seems weird. But we're musical humans. And I'm going to bring this out. Sorry, Internet people, you're alone. But I'm bringing this out to the table. And you can pass it around and feel the vibration on this. And imagine what it does to a little tiny body or anyone. It's called a happy drum. It's spelled wrong, so I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start over here. 
So healing, how do we end up healing? I changed my son on Matthew again, sorry. How do, we heal, how do we handle healing with music? Well, we're not going to pick feelings. Interestingly, although other people are like, oh, I love that song, right? We're not going to pick a country music song. But what song would you pick if you needed to heal yourself? But more importantly, what sound do you think would st you'd start with? Do we start with sound and are we intentional? And I'm going to say this because uh, I don't know about y'all, but when we hear sound like that, it could be spa-like too, right? But you notice how it has a pause to it? It's not invasive. It doesn't have that water sound behind it that ultimately makes people want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Healing is your power. Whatever music you like. Believe it or not, as a music therapist, um, I had a client who felt the most power from just Aretha Franklin. You better think, <clears throat> think about what you're trying to do to me. I'm like, wow. Freedom, freedom. And I'm like, yeah. Cancer patient. She wants freedom. You better think about this. All of her family's like, go ahead, mom. We want you to have your next 20th round of blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I think I want freedom from this. I want quality of life. That was 14 years ago. I saw her the other day. I'm like, whoa, how are you doing? She goes, I'm free. I'm fine. Yeah, great. Healing. Can you feel that drum? Yeah. When we have restless little ones, little babies, Put them by their tummy. The nurses used to say, you know, we got another kid who, Paige will laugh about this. She's listening. Sorry, Paige, I invoked your name. And Hey, we got another kid who's constipated. You want to get over to uh, 426 and do your thing with the happy drum? I'm like, oh, I'll be intentional with that. I leave it with the parents. I'm like, empower the parents. I'm not going to, you know, here, plunk. There's no rocket science in that. Music is intimidating at the same time, right? Right? All these people are watching the voice and they're watching American Idol and it's like, oh, I don't have a good voice and I don't want to sing. And then some people say to me, <clears throat> I don't have a good voice. You have a beautiful voice. You may not have learned how to control it like a wild dog. But how do you know that's not just the grooviest thing ever? I mean, let's face it, Bob Dylan... <laughs> I like to, sorry Bob, but I, I'm going to pull this out. Um, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan at McDonald's. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm going to do Bob Dylan. Sometimes we have to laugh for humor. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. But I'm not sorry at the same time because, you know, you got a good sense of humor. We can tell by the way you dress. Bob Dylan at McDonald's. Drive through. I'm singing large fries and a chocolate chicken. I'm a, oh yeah, a sweet and sour sauce for my nuggets. And I think I'm going to have an opportunity to. Now, yeah, that's intentional at the same time. We have to use humor. Healing is fun when we laugh at stuff. I, every Thanksgiving, drive my family crazy with this song. Who knows what song I might be thinking of? Anybody? Yes, Alice's Restaurant. You can get 
Anything you want at Alice's restaurant, except in Alice. Um, I always love that part. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, what we drink down the Volkswagen Micro, it's a story, it's 30, 29 minutes long, and the, the DJs loved it during Thanksgiving because it was intentional so they could have a break and put this on at the record, and the thing keeps playing, and it's a tradition everywhere, and you can learn about how you can end up having glossy photos, and my kids are like, what are glossy photos? Because it's pathetically unfortunate that they have grown up on the internet. <laughs> oh, man. We made it to Alice's restaurant. So let's talk, I know. <laughs> Bringing the faith to it. Mm. So rhythm and music and spirit and everything like that. When we're too serious, we become intentional in a way that's forceful, right? Man. And I've, I've discovered that, if you don't mind me mentioning this with prayer, for me, I've been too intentional with a certain area of something and going, well, <laughs> I need to recalibrate. And music is recalibrating, just like tuning, like I got to tune Nadine. And if I don't, if I talk about her the wrong way, she'll go out of tune by herself. Anybody, and, but we all get out of tune once in a while. So I'm going to do two quick more things that I want to share with you about healing, because it's about your own power. It's what you love. Music therapists, we work in all sorts of different areas. We really do know our neuroscience. We work hard on this. You'll find us in nursing homes. You'll find us in schools. You'll, we teach people how to go to the bathroom with a song. It's true. That's right. There are steps to things you have to have so you can have an independent life. Fabulous, right? Teach people how not to hit or how to be kind. I love Mr. Rogers, by the way. I don't know if you guys like Mr. Rogers. Remember him? Yeah. He's a hero. Kindness. That's intentional. Are we kind to ourselves? No. Yeah. Not all the time. Sometimes we're not kind to ourselves because we pull attention a certain way and we become intentional. It's got to be like this. We, music therapists use music to help people discover how to disconnect from things. But we also teach people how to just exist and come together. And I want to do a little experiment and show you what that looks like, but I'm not going to describe anything. I'm just going to say a little bit. So can I borrow you for a minute? Let me mask up because I'm vaccinated and everything, but I take this very seriously. I know everybody does, but it's orange. That was intentional. Very intentional. Come right over here to the right. It won't bite. Can I have your name? Nancy. That's right. I wanted to make sure. My friend Nancy Mann, best friend ever when I was growing up, yeah, we used to compare. <laughs> we used to do a comparative analysis of who is going to get sick and throw up at school first. I know, right? We're like, is it who's going to get? Because we all, every year one of us would get sick at school, so we used to a running competition, and it's crazy, right? But kids are crazy. Yeah. Were you a crazy kid? Sometimes. There you go, Nancy. So, don't throw up. But what I'm going to do is move this pedal over here. So Nancy and I are going to do something that she doesn't, I didn't, I just asked her to do this. We'll talk about it afterwards. 
I'll use this one. I'll come over here so you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, did we practice that at all? No. We no. Not. How did you feel about that? That's the best piano playing I've done ever. Well, let's talk a little bit more. What do y'all think? How did you feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it fun? Yes. Okay. How did we do it? Did I tell you how to play? I just said the black keys, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I put something in your head, though. Intuitively? It yeah. Was, it was, uh, you, well, you said something peaceful. Mm-hmm. Something peaceful. And you said? Walking. Walking. Yeah. Thing is, when people walk, people often imagine this, which is more like a march. You know, you're walking around. But when we're walking and we're doing it peacefully, we're really about the environment around us more than the steps, aren't we? We're strolling. Yeah. We're lilting and kind of yeah. feeling good. No James Taylor. With that being said, it felt good, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Music therapists want you to feel good. So we create methods that allow you to join in like that. So thank you so much for being put on the spot. It was fun. Now, and I'm going to tell a quick story to everybody. Thank her. Give her an internet round of applause. Nancy, Nancy, um, we're intentional about things because we know, like I've got these three bowls over here. They're Father, Son, Holy Ghost. No offense to anybody out there, but... I just found, uh, I wanted to share these because when we talk about transitional sound and we're intentional healing, people associate sometimes with vibration as a thing that helps people heal. Well, research shows that it's true. It's true. Vibration does do that. The weirdest thing happens, you can take this one and you can put it in people's hands or on their bodies and different people make it sound differently. Now, I like to use the word spooky. Um, but it's nice. It's because we vibrate differently. Music goes through our whole bodies. Music therapists are intentional about healing. When we talk about being whole, music is the sum experience that we know of neurologically. There's no other thing you can do that uses more brown brain than singing, playing Music at the same time. Nothing. Nothing. So I have this image of Bach. Way, way, way back in the Bach days. In this church. In Leipzig. Knowing that 99% of the population would only hear music that was instrumental in the church. And being surrounded with the voice. And how chilling it must have been, right? To just be surrounded by that. To think we almost lost almost all of that music too, hmm? right? Now, how healing it must have been. But this is nothing new. This goes back to the Old Testament. Music and healing. All cultures use some form of music. Sometimes they do stuff like this. I've got my mask on, sorry. I'm going to use this microphone. Yeah. This is a little close. Yeah. 
Join in. Fun, right? Have you done that before? No. Try it with me one more time. Now you're going to say, how? It's not music. Or is it? Give it a chance. Can feel like Grandpa's tractor. Throat singing. You don't have to do it. Some people can't, by the way. It's, it takes practice. You've got to relax. You've heard it before, right? Sometimes I have whole choirs. It's like all these notes, all these notes. All at once with this, all doing that. I swear to you that it's like the window panes are vibrating. There's no sound system. Sound is healing. Turn up your sound and voices. Wholeness, music, rhythm, everything that your body involves intentionally. Intentionally can heal. It takes time. It takes time. Just like music, healing takes time. It's time travel. A quarter note, an eighth note, the beat, the beat, the rhythm. The beat stays the same, the rhythm can change. The beat stays the same, the rhythm can change. Shave and a haircut. Nice. So you needed time travel to do that. You time traveled with me. Very nice. Let me take you down because I'm going. Strawberry fields. And nothing is real. And nothing to get hung about. Oh, very good. Get into it, sister. That's the way you do it. Nancy's in there. She's got her groove going. So, let's talk about healing from your perspective. What questions would you share or ideas do you have? What do you want to know about music and healing? Intentionality. I'd like to hear from you. Okay? And you know what? Can we use... Um, yeah. Sorry, I was holding this thinking. I took it. Thank you. Does anyone have any questions about how healing or what they would like to do? Or do you have an idea? Something you'd like? In your, in your job with children, is um, healing with music more often just kind of a one-time sort of spontaneous thing and then it goes away? Or is it a healing that has a long-term effect? And if so, are there different things you do for it to be a long-term effect versus just, I have to help this child right now, short-term? All right. Great question. That's called dosing. I can do stuff that will permanently 
influence everyone in a positive way. We don't do mean things. Uh, we activate, we can create earworms. <laughs> you ever had a song get stuck in your head? I'm not doing that to you. But I use that Bonami shave and a haircut too bit. I mean, that just puts you in a place, right? Boom. So that's dosing. When I work with kids, sometimes I'm going to use a real example of a song. It goes with the book. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. That's just what they do. Birds do it. Bees do it. I've heard that fleas do it. Whales do it. Don't want to see that. <laughs> but everybody poops because that's just what they do. Give it a try. You'll be fine. Maybe wonder why. Do it again. You'll see. Everybody poops. You, 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 and me. Now, we're not teaching a kid to go to the bathroom. We're just removing the distress around it through normalization. And they remember the song. They're still going to feel uncomfortable for a while. But then they're going to go, hey, yeah, right? I'm, come on. We keep it simple sometimes. Sometimes I use music, though. Um, I had somebody in a coma. And the decision was to be made. Either this person was going to be here tomorrow, or we were going to stop doing what we do, and they would be gone today. And the neurologist called and said, I've give, bought some time because I don't feel good about this one. But nothing's working. Me and three other music therapists worked a protocol over a 16-day period. And we had certain bandwidths that we were looking for with heart rate and baseline status. And I would go in and I would influence the body of this person. Three o'clock in the morning, I get a call from the nurse. Boom, I'm there. 3.45, I'm like, okay, I'm going here and I'm working with this kid. And I told his parents, I said, look, the neurologist is positive. I'm not going to tell you anything other than what we can observe. But when you see it, you're going to get upset. Either way. The therapy was for the parents. I was confident in the science and I started to see the effects. And then, wish that I could fly. I'm not that naive. I'm only a bird. And then the mouth moved. I'm only a plane. In front of his parents. Three hours later, he was eyed open awake. Angry. He was able to have a journey that everyone celebrated. He was able to be discharged. He was able to go home and fulfill many other things. But that was dosing over time. It's called rhythmic auditory stimulation. I'm not tapping on him, but you guys... Now you know what's coming. We build an anticipation, and that's time travel. The brain seeks information to keep the continuation going. Mm. There's so much more to talk about. Dissonance, all sorts of things. Any other questions? I know we, we, we tweak time. Mm -hmm, an online question. And I, I also have a question uh, as well, but let's get that online. I'm Is music therapy used for physical or neurological health, mental health, anxiety, bipolar, PTSD, or both? Yes, all of the above. Yes. 
So I'll do some great, great examples of this. Let's use um, anxiety. I want to use anxiety for a second. Um, when we have somebody experiencing Parkinson's, anxiety is often very nasty. Because we're fine in the moment, but we know our medication might start to wane and then we're going to have some problems. Or all of a sudden our body starts to change and lie to us. The feedback isn't there. We use musical strategies to help compensate that movement, at least to get to a point of safety by building that awareness. But it's only appropriate if the person can cognitively remember certain steps. The danger here and why we're music therapists and why we're careful with that is because you can teach people to do this, but you should not because then it gives them the overconfidence because they're not able to cognitively recognize, oh, I shouldn't do this without help anyway. Because the last thing you want to do is build confidence so that grandpa ends up going down to the basement to do laundry. No bueno, not good. Another example for neurologics is some uh, brain injury clients. I work with them all the time. Speech, the ability to articulate clearly and get the tongue to work the right way again. It's very difficult. I would reference someone we, we celebrate, uh, Gabby Giffords, who is a senator from Arizona who had an unfortunate engagement with somebody who was mean. And she recovered, but it was specifically because we used music therapy techniques that activate different parts of the brain to then indigenously rewire so she could communicate. I had a World War I vet when I first started. We gotta go back. He was the most beautiful guy ever. And I'll always remember him because he had these huge ears. It's like, those are the biggest ears ever. And he was extremely tall. I'm like, how could you be in the military? He was like six foot six. I'm like, aren't you gonna get shot at because you're that big? And he was like, well, you know. <laughs> but he had a stroke and he lost his speech. And all we did is we used songs so that he could get through his life. And he's there with his wife. And he's like, well, I love you, Claire. I love you, Claire. And she, I love you, too. I want to go to Denny's for breakfast. My Bonnie lies over, lies over the oven. I want to go to Denny's for breakfast. Double eggs for me. Or, um, and he would be the he would get the gas. He's like, I fill her up, a hoom pop, a hoom pop, a mow mow, I fill her up. He could sing it, but he couldn't fill up the tent. No. People are like, why is he always singing? He's such a happy guy. It's wonderful. With that question, another thing is, music therapy is found in all areas of health and rehabilitation. And we're, we are reinforced. We have waivers that support it. Insurance and various things can. But we collaborate with occupational therapy, physical therapy, psychology. Um, with anxiety, for example, one of the things we do is we use songs that teach anticipation. Anticipation. You knew it was coming. Who knew it was coming? I heard you. Man, you were time traveling again. See, and music is time travel because you do it in the real time. But um bum bum but da bum but um bum bum. And then you're evaluating, well, that was how it sounds, right? And if you're harmonizing with other people, like, is that right? Am I, you, you ever been there where you're like, is this the right note? Anybody ever been there before? <laughs> I have. 20 times tonight. So we're all over the map, and we have specializations in that. You got a question? Yeah, it's, it, um, it sounds like, and it would be, it'd just be interesting to hear a couple of examples, maybe, um, but that, 
that there that certain instruments are particularly good at doing certain kinds of things at reaching certain kinds of spaces and places is that is that the case and and you know so like you know if you're working with a particular person who has a particular diagnosis or experience that they're living with you're going to say you know I'm not going to use the piano for this, or I'm going to use the guitar, or I'm going to use the drums, or like it's. It, so, how does that maybe give us a couple of examples or something like that? That's a great question. It really does come down to the individual. So, we're trained to use everything and anything we can grab. And it gets weird sometimes, I'm telling you. I got a didgeridoo over in the back of the car, and it's what they need, what people need. Even if you don't, who does not play guitar? Who does not play guitar? Well, you know what? You do. You actually do. You just don't know it. That's what music therapists are trained to do because we want to meet their goals. So um, I'm going to show you real quickly. Watch what happens. Oh, this is fun. But I am going to unplug Nate. No, I'm going to keep Nadine plugged in. Who will? Can I borrow you? Yeah. I'm wearing my mask still. I feel good about it. You get to meet, you get to meet Nadine. Okay. Do you want to sit on the drum or on the bench here on the stool? What do you want? Okay. So I won't make you play the drum. I don't know your name. Elaine. Elaine. Meet Nadine. I'm going to keep her plugged in. Now, thanks for asking that question. So, you've never played guitar before? Never. How fabulous. You know why? Because Nadine, are you nervous about it? Yes. My husband's watching. <laughs> She's going to want a guitar. Let's have some fun. Watch what I do. Her husband's watching. What's his name? Bill. All right, Bill. Do you remember how I said I like to have like uh, seconds and sevenths and Expanded chords. I'm keeping the E in here. Here. No country music, though. Okay, just kidding. Move it over here. No problem. Hold Nadine like that. Now just rest your hands like this. Just strum it. Do it again. In the morning when the sun rises over. Get what you need and wish come your way. Oh, oh. How do you know to strum such a way? Your heartbeat tells me that you know how to play. At the end of the day, may you get what you need. May your heart find the space to see what you see. May you feel the feelings that come to be. Oh. How did you know when to stop? Did I? <laughs> How did you like that? How did you feel? It was good. 
Yeah. Did yeah. you feel the vibration of the guitar? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do. We have to make it fit. Now, have you ever heard that song before? No. Have y'all ever heard that song before? You're not supposed to. Yeah. If we're going to be genuine with people, sometimes we have to present stuff that no one's heard before because that in and of itself is a bias. We present what we hope is meaningful, just like I hope you get the day you want and the day you need. I learned to say that with my hospice patients instead of saying, well, have a good day. What a ridiculous thing to bring up, right? But we also don't know what to say. And sometimes if we just say it with music and it feels good. Notice how it sounds different? Did you notice that just now? This guitar is special. It really is. Watch this. vibrate different than I do. So we pick instruments that really do become impersonal to the person. Yeah. So when are you going to get a guitar? <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh my. Think it through. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, you got a thumbs up. Oh, and maybe the party cone with the little boop. It's like, I get into trouble at work because I have clients who are like, where's my party cone? I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, so once, once you pass out the party cone, huh, we got to call Zoom. We got to get more like little emojis for the push So, thank you. Thank you for that question. We could go in a million places. We could turn half your face off if we wanted to with rhythm, but that's a different adventure, a true one. Nadine's going to sit back over here. Thank you for letting her have time. Well, I really hope that you have enjoyed hearing Mark Burnett uh, challenge us and open up to open us up to a world and a way of viewing music as um, a means by which we can connect and have ourselves centered, where the deepest parts of us can be reached in unique ways, and where our own personal vibrations can be recentered and made of use to our neighbor uh, and this world. I do hope that uh, you, as you're listening, are enjoying a beautiful week. And I look forward to coming back and uh, being with you on April 22nd with my colleague, Sarah, where we will broadcast again uh, as a team. So with that, I wish you all well. Blessings and peace. <laughs>